Hello, I'm Srinivas Anakindi, and welcome to Second Opinion, where we break down the latest trends in pharma and healthcare. When we think about partnerships, whether it's at home or in the office, on the sports field or in creative spaces, we think about shared value, of being more than the sum of our parts, of sustainability. Partnerships in healthcare are no exception, and increasingly, pharma companies are recognizing them as the next step in the evolution of how care is delivered to patients. We're going to focus on explaining the value that partnerships can provide to life sciences companies, as well as introducing a free diagnostic tool which we're hoping to pilot with our listeners. After that, stick around to the end to hear about the companies that have got strategic partnerships right and how it transformed their organizations as a result. As always, any articles or papers which we reference will be linked in the email and website versions of Second Opinion, so do have a look. Strategic partnerships in healthcare sit at the juncture of profitability and sustainability. They offer a chance for life science companies to take a bigger step forward in how they deliver value to healthcare and patients, especially as the complexity of treatments and care delivery increase exponentially. When we're looking at the key drivers for this partnership-enabled change, we're thinking about go-to-market business models. As they rapidly evolve, we are welcoming an era of life sciences which is based on disruptive medicines, technologies, and services that require similarly disruptive value propositions. This is something we've covered at length in previous second opinions around patient services, go-to-market models, and for those who remember it, our documentary on integrated healthcare. If you haven't had a chance to listen to them, especially that last piece, do take a look. They offer a good consolidated view of the topics that we're talking about here, why change is necessary, and how it really has so much to offer for everybody in the industry. Today, however, I want to focus on the delivery of these value propositions, the next step, which very much hinges on an organization's ability to deliver sustainable value to shareholders, customers, and patients, especially in key growth areas such as oncology, rare diseases, immunology, infectious diseases. These are therapy areas where there is so much going on, so much innovation in terms of what medicine looks like, but also a rapid lengthening of the patient journey beyond just the hospital. And to deliver these, we need to look at partnerships. Partnerships allow organizations to share the burden of delivering sustainable value to the healthcare system while increasing the quality of outcomes delivered within that system. So when we look at those aforementioned growth areas, there's a lot of complexities to navigate if you're a life sciences company in that space. So if you look at clinical examples, you're thinking about the capabilities required to deliver CAR T cell therapies, specialized medications for rare diseases. But as we've seen in the last year or so, operational situations also arise. For example, the complex cooperation required in massive multi-stakeholder environments across manufacturing, supply chain, and all the rest for the delivery of a successful vaccine program. In those examples, partnerships have been, are, and continue to be crucial to operating in an innovative and a lean manner. By working with a known set of needs with your customers and patients, you can reduce miscommunication in healthcare and increase the speed at which solutions can be deployed to those who need them most. Now, the potential of strategic partnerships is enormous, but organizations taking their first step towards it don't need to drown in the ocean. The most important thing to do is to begin by understanding how mature your organization is 
when it comes to the delivery and the utilization of strategic partnerships, especially compared with those around you. To support that, our team at Penn are offering a diagnostic tool and a complimentary workshop to stimulate conversations with advocates. We're hoping to bring together individuals in life sciences organizations who want to lead the way in delivering next generation healthcare models enabled by strategic partnership. And this is the first step. The diagnostic tool will be live for four weeks and respondents will receive comprehensive analysis and a benchmark. So if you're interested, again, go to the website or email versions of Second Opinion and get involved. This is the time to understand where your gaps and where your strengths lie and uh, we can help you do that. Now, for a slight shift from the norm, as much as possible, we like Second Opinion to be a tool of delivering news, a tool for communicating innovation, discovery, and we like to not use it for self-advocacy. But in this one instance, I'd like to take a minute to highlight some amazing work that the team at Penn are doing, especially our partnership expert, Sue Jones. And it all hinges around helping companies understand their maturity for partnerships. As part of that, we are offering a diagnostic tool and a complimentary taster workshop to stimulate thought-provoking conversations with advocates who are interested in this field precisely, hoping to bring together individuals in these organizations who want to lead the way in delivering next-generation healthcare models enabled by partnership. This tool is going to be live for four weeks, and all respondents will receive a comprehensive analysis and benchmark after the fact. So if you are interested in taking part, please do go to our website or the email version of Second Opinion and click on the link there. We'd really like to make this a collaboration across the industry because, well, that's the core tenant of partnership. Now, self-advocacy aside, it's time to look at the themes and big movements going on in the industry around strategic partnerships because there's a lot happening and there's a lot to learn from those who are doing it well. Strategic partnerships have increased eightfold since 2012. A number of pharma companies are finding that partnerships offer one of the best ways to strengthen their pipeline, improve technologies, scale up manufacturing, and provide that all-important competitive advantage. Let's start at the interesting part, where uptake in interest in strategic partnerships really started to accelerate. About 10 years ago, strategic partnerships were not anywhere near as on the radar, but their importance has become very well known post-2020. As the pandemic has raged on, efforts to quickly develop a safe vaccine resulted in two major strategic alliances, Pfizer-BioNTech and AstraZeneca-Oxford. Both pharma companies utilized the cutting-edge technologies developed by biotech ventures, while the pharmaceutical giants themselves leveraged their infrastructure to speed up clinical trials and regulatory approval, as well as production and distribution. These alliances illustrated the power of a meaningful partnership while also being a remarkable achievement for science. Pfizer's successful strategic partnership with BioNTech has continued to evolve. They have now announced the development of a new shingles vaccine using the same mRNA technology with clinical trials beginning in late 2022. Even beyond that, and earlier in the value chain, companies are investing more in discovery phase partnerships which focus on platform technology. Over the last few years, Pharma companies have started to show their eagerness and interest to invest in innovation early on, rather than retrofit technologies and services. Around half of all strategic partnerships in 2020-21 occurred at the discovery phase, with many of these partnerships focused on platform technology across different disease areas. 
For example, of interest to many pharma companies are technologies that can identify drug candidates, be used in drug discovery, and even underpin genomic medicine platforms. Bristol-Myers Squibb, or BMS, for example, has partnered with Schrodinger and is hoping to leverage the latter's technology which aims to predict how a potential drug will affect a target, which can help to screen out candidates that may be less suited for specific clinical studies. Stepping forward to therapy areas, as you would expect, oncology alliances still dominate, but interest is increasing in other disease areas. So while oncology remained the most active segment for strategic partnerships in the industry in 2021, accounting for about 40% of deals, there has been a recent rise of interest in central nervous system diseases, rare diseases, and partnerships involving multiple indications. Some noteworthy non-oncology deals include Biogen and Sage Therapeutics Partnership, which aims to develop and commercialize therapies in depression and movement disorders. Eli Lilly and Evox's partnership has also received praise. Together they are leveraging Evox's proprietary technology to develop drugs for neurological disorders. As the biopharma market continues to evolve, the focus on strategic partnerships is becoming much more commonplace. Partnerships provide significant risk mitigation and development expertise and allow pharma companies to expand their pipelines while exploring multiple disease areas. With value proven for the world to see, companies are likely to continue this trend of investing in strategic partnerships in 2022 and beyond. I'd like to thank my collaborators, Sue Jones and Carol Tsao. And as always, I've been Srinivasan Akindi with Second Opinion. Good day. Thank you.